Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello, how are you? And welcome to the first game of the season, Glover's Cast. We're, well, as you're listening, listener, it's the Eve, season Eve. Should we call it season Eve, boys? I think season Eve sounds quite nice. Um, The excitement's there, the buzz is there. We're going to kick off with a nice 6-0 win at home to Kings Lynn. Um, And here to talk about that and preview the opening match is uh, Mr. Ben Barrett and Dave Coates. Evening, chaps. Good evening. Yeah, I haven't got my stocking up. There's no mince pie or anything left out for Darren Sell to come down the chimney. So <laughs> I just I just like that we've started with Ian Perkins clearly being more Barrett there. Six 0 win. Lovely, yeah. done and dusted. <laughs> uh yeah. I think so listener, you're gonna hear the quiz later. Um and I think it's what uh, Nigel said during the quiz, or I think it might have been before we recorded the quiz. Was it before? I don't know. Yeah, Basically, it was Nig- before we press record, but yeah. he was being very positive. Wasn't Nigel's he? super positive. You never know what's going to happen. Who knows? Um, yeah, so here we go. What would be here a perfect we go again? What, what would be a perfect season's eve meal? You know, you've talked about a carrot, leaving a carrot out and a mince pie. Anything you think you'd leave out overnight? An out of date sausage roll and a lukewarm bovril. <laughs> For a, for a, a match day, 
Yes. Are you cast? Are you casting aspersions on the catering at Hewish Park? Uh, all lower league oh, football okay. venues, with the exception. I'm going to turn hot water off in the house as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm only washing my hands with cold this this weekend. <laughs> yeah. so, I'll tell you. I tell you what. I will do is my my chimney breast where, uh, or my, my chimney hearth, I should say, where Darren Sol is going to come down the chimney. I'm going to sweep it of all the soot and everything because. When he comes down a chimney without his shoes on, I don't want him getting mucky feet, do I? Yeah. Now, there's no. a lovely segue to Ben's debut at the aforementioned Yeovil Town Presser. You can't be a journalist without calling something a presser, can you? So, Ben, just tell us, first question, why did Darren Sal not have his shoes on for the press conference? Well, I, did you I, ask that question? Where I, are your shoes? I, I didn't, because I was on the Zoom, so I only got the upper... Ah, Darren Sal, so I couldn't tell at the time. Um, yeah. Do we know if he had pants on? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it would appear from the from the yeah that he did. Yeah. Okay. How do you know I've got pants on? <laughs> now come on, come on, let's not go. So, you know that's the thing. Um, I, I'm I'm I don't care if he's not wearing shoes. To be honest, <laughs> does that not say anything about his management style? I or... couldn't. <laughs> I don't. Do not care. Okay. Maybe he's been to Glaston. He lives in Bridgewater, doesn't he? Maybe he's been to Glastonbury on his way through. You know, he's he's found himself in like the mystic fields of Avalon or something. Well, maybe maybe he's got quite spiritual. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's got sort of into his yogas and yeah. sort of healing and, and likes all that spiritual side of things. That's always handy. It's not, the not? Most, it's not the most direct route to Yeovil Town from Bridgewater. My geography's not quite that up to that in, in Somerset, but all I know is it's like somewhere in between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. yeah, sort of. It depends which way. You might live on the side of Bridgewater that is closer to cut through. This is good, good chat. This, this is, is good chat. This good is geography good chat. chat. <laughs> so, Ben, tell us about the presser. What did you What did you find out? What, what did you what, learn? What, what, well, I guess know? we did learn about injuries today, didn't we? we? Did learn about injuries. We learned that um, that COVID had had gone through the squad pretty badly. Unfortunately, we learned that due to the fact that a number of them are very very young, not everyone sort of completely and utterly fully double jabbed yet some are single jabs some haven't got through the process yet so um yeah alex bradley is unlikely to be available for i think the official quote was a couple of weeks um as he recovers a couple of others have uh struggled a little bit more uh lewis simper was name checked as somebody who was also likely to be out wasn't actually didn't actually put two and two together to say that he was one of those that did have covid but if he's in the same house, it was all basically down to one house. It kind of went through them all and they all um, tested positive sort of uh, in a bit of a line, really. One day, then a couple of days, then a couple of days, then a couple of days. So the sort of isolation periods stretched on far longer than just your standard 10 days. And then obviously they've had to sort of recover. And it sounds like Alex Bradley is really struggling to get long term fitness back up again and you need that if you're going to be running around for 90 minutes. So he might take a little bit of time to get going. And uh, Little and Reed, who we are both, well, we're not expecting either anytime soon. We might we might lose them for up to a few months, unfortunately. It looks like they were talking about early December and Christmas for both Reed and Little. And that is that's pretty that's pretty negative. Um, Little in particular has obviously he's had surgery, he's got his cast still on, he's had to have metatarsals pinned in place. I mean. These aren't particularly nice things for footballers at the back ends of careers. Um, and yeah, we're going to, we're going to miss those two. We know we're going to miss those two and they are unavailable. So I guess the question is, is who's going to play right back? 
who's going to play um, and what's the formation going to look like. We don't really know. We won't know that until obviously we get the team news. But yeah, not 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 a perfect start. It was something that we alluded to a couple of times during the chat that <laughs> he's not had a normal crack at it. All he wanted was a normal crack at this preseason malarkey and he's not quite got it yet. But they're going to crack on. They're going to give it everything and at the second time of asking, get some football played. Yeah, the little, the little injuries, quite a big one, isn't it? Ironically, um, yeah. <laughs> he was sort of a, he was our marquee. He was pretty much our marquee signing of summer. You know, Gawley waxed lyrical about him, didn't he? In your chat with him, and um, it's a big shame because he was the dicko. He's the new dicko, isn't he? He's that leader at the back who was gonna provide a big chunk of experience for all the young players we've got we've now got an average age of 25 at the moment in the squad so it's a young team and then we'll have to i'll have to use my excel spreadsheet and take mark little out of it and see what it is without him in um yeah a big loss and and i think i I put i know dave will disagree but i think reed is gonna be a huge loss based on what we saw in the first couple of pre-season games he was a different player and now he's gonna have to go back to square one again isn't he to build up that fitness you know he's with his hamstring right wasn't it so that's not going to be easy for a 34 year old 33 year old to come back from and hit the ground running um so yeah not an overly be more barrett start to the season in terms of those big injuries no he did say that as soon as they're physically able to be in the ground they're going to be in the dugout they're going to be around um, much like he has done with other senior players in the past who aren't playing. So hopefully the environment doesn't lose too much of having those guys around and they can still be there to physically point and shout and, and educate and help in that manner. But yep, we're going to have to find other players physically on the pitch to do the running and to do the uh, the kicking and the, the passing and the shooting bit. So yep, we need to find that and we need to find it, well, now really. Do you think, Worthy at right back? I mean, that's, I know he played there. He popped in there a couple of times last season, didn't he? That's the only one I can see. I don't think he's likely to change system. Doesn't, I think it doesn't feel like a very Darren South thing to change. No, system. it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that. But I think the most, I think the squad would suit now a 3 5 2 with wing backs, whether you'd use Wakefield and his sort of pace on one side, Barnett, who I think is more attacking than an out and out left back on the left, allow for. Staunton and Gorman probably to sit in midfield and do sort of the Charlie Lee break it up thing should Wakefield and Barnett want to go wandering you've got the other two sending in sort of being the extra pair of pair of legs to to do a bit of mopping up should it come to it and then you've got a few hopefully quite exciting players Quigley alongside probably Yusuf and Low Everton as a bit of a three in some form shape or way I think the squad and the personnel we've got would probably suit that a little bit more. But you're right, it doesn't feel like a Darren Sarwell to play. He feels like he's prepped in this 4-4-2 and he's prepped in this certain manner. So it might be better for the unit as a whole, who are well-drilled in this new defensive rigid style, to find a square peg in a round hole for a couple of weeks, like you say, possibly through Matt Worthington, to just do that job for us at right back. What How many thinking? players did you mention there? I'm sure you had about 14 players there. You had three up front, three at the back, wing backs. You had Gorman, Staunton, Wakefield, and Knowles in midfield. That's a lot. Of... I fancy that side against pretty much anyone. <laughs> Just play them all. It's fine. Play... No, so Smith in goal. 
Yeah. No, Grant and Goal. Yes. Yeah, Grant Smith. Smith. Oh, Grant Smith, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you think his name was Grant? I've written it. Grant here. Maybe it I'm is not Grant. Like first his name first, his first name is Grant. Grant Smith, yeah. They Smith kept it easy for you by keeping it Smith, but you yeah. still managed to <laughs> no. borrow the same shirts as last year. Um, Wilkinson, Hunt, Williams. Yeah. Then you've got Wakefield, right wing back. All right. Barnett, left wing back. Yeah. Staunton, Gorman. How many yeah. is that? Three. Five, six, seven. Yeah, you got another Starting three. Gorman. You got another Knowles. three positions. Yeah, so then you have Sonny Lowe, Tom Knowles, and Quigley. And you, oh no, yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's Yusuf it. comes off the bench because he's not fit yet. And he ain't there got go. Gorman either, have you in there? Is he actually yeah. not? Is he actually not fit yet? Or is no, that... he's just not. He's just not match fit. Oh, right. I think that was something yeah. that he came in today. He just needs a bit of time to get going to before it's we see him. Something about and he just spiking his fitness, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, just that's needs what... to. Yeah. Wrote up in the in the in the piece on the uh, website. If anybody saw that, there's a, there's a little piece. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, was... I haven't had a chance to yet. Apologies, Dave. There you go. It was uh, it was <laughs> Even in the there. Boss hasn't had a look. There you go. So he said, Luke. But he did say Luke Wilkinson said that he played against Yusuf in a training game and he gave him a hard time. Um, but he said uh, adding these uh, to spike his fitness levels a bit before we see him playing week in week out. But he will be a really good signing. He's got that hunger, and sometimes players just need a home to feel wanted. Quigley was in that category, and I'm looking forward to working with a Adi, Adi, Adi. Let's go, Adi. So there you go. go. There we go. But I fancy him to come off the bench. I think Yusuf, like you say, okay. and maybe Low Everton as well. Because who's going to go on the bench? Me, you, Max Evans. Yeah, say. <laughs> Toby <laughs> Stevens. Yeah. I see if he's I over st- his concussion. <laughs> I still think he'll go four four two. Okay. In which case you'll have a bit not you won't have a bit more to come off the bench, but you won't have three of your centre backs starting. So you'll have, you know, be able to bring on Williams if you need to or yeah. Do you um, think he'll play worthy right back, Barnet left back, Hunt and Wilco in the middle? Yeah, I mean I think our you know if we're not going to be looking for our right backs to overlap and get forward and you're just wanting a functional player to just hold position and do that, do, you know, do that defensive job, then, you know, you're not asking Worthy to suddenly be a well-beaten right back. You're asking him to hold position and tackle and do that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, that sort of. Then you've got Staunton, Gorman in the middle. Knowles yeah. and Wakefield either side. Yeah. Quigley up front on his own. Well, Everton. Sunny blue, sunny low. Sunny blue, low Everton. Why can't we count to 11? Why are we struggling my so team, hard to count to my, 11? I've got 11. I don't know what Coates is writing down but there. Co- but Coates has got a 4 4 1. Yeah. So we've got. Four, four, one, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, then Quigley, Quigley and. Quigley and Low Everton, then, yeah. I w- I was about to bring you into this conversation as the Glover's Cast's tactical, you know, like Stat Statman Dave on Five Live. <laughs> yeah, good luck um, with that. Tactics Man. I can't Dave, even count I'm to so, eleven. I'm so glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, I've so, got eleven now. Then. Well, there you go. And so, who have you got on the bench? Williams, Evans, Yusuf, Stevens. There we go. Four. Ollie Haste. Oh, yeah, Ollie Haste. Less Haste. 
unless he brings in. He did say something about that there were a couple of options that they were looking at, didn't they? So he said, yeah, he, said yeah. he had about a dozen options, but they're taking two very seriously. And he said they might be in before the weekend. They might not, but they might just, um, yeah, they might well, hopefully bolster the ranks. Knowing our podcast and how it is always out of date by the time most people get around to listening to it, maybe there'll be a couple of signings tomorrow. And correct, That's how it works. Rest of our conversation will be null and void. Um, any have you been doing any scouting, Ben? To guess no, these I have, two, I haven't. No? no, I keep getting a hard time about my scouting from <laughs> certain other members of the media. So I've I've knocked on the head for a bit. <laughs> members of the media is a loose term, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no okay so it's interesting that they've got a big list of players i guess the two that are serious are a lot closer than the others maybe jimmy smith's coming from chelsea under 21s to join us that'd be good <laughs> alex okay. o'loughlin still owes us that strike from south does, doesn't he? Doesn't he? That's he does a good point keep yeah. setting us down on that front maybe they'll be one of the ones who scored eight the other night that'd be good <laughs> Alex, if you're listening, of course you're listening. Um, I thought, you know, Ben did his journalistic duty and asked about um, Lawson Diaf. Yeah. Um, I had exchanged a message with Lawson, who did say a while ago, he said he was going to be back at the club, but didn't really thought we'd wait for any sort of anything concrete. So that was good that, you know, the manager wants him. And didn't he go as far to say that he's told Scott he wants him in January? Yeah, he said, Scott, if you're listening, and we know they all listen. Um, yeah, he wants, he said he's dreaming, dreaming of a, a January with a fit Mark Little, a fit Ruben Reed, and a fit Lawson Diaz. He can call upon all of them, he said. So we shall see. We shall do th- see. Do you think he'll make it to January? I'm just, that's just, I'm just being oh, silly. <laughs> dear, just being, that's, we've not even kicked a ball. <laughs> He wasn't having it. He's not having anyone writing off this season at this stage. <laughs> Green I've Day already clause. heard this. Green Day clause, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it feels good. It's nice on my conscience that we've got Lawson back in and part of, you know, it's do it, doing it was... his, his sort of rehab with us, you know, it, I don't feel like we broke him, but he obviously ran through one too many brick walls for us at the end of last season and got hurt on our watch when he probably, you know, other circumstances he might not have done. So it's, you know, ethically that's it's comfortably with me that we've we're looking after him. Even even to the point where I saw a picture on um, social media on Instagram, he's wearing the Hummel gear when he's in the gym. He's wearing the Yeovil stuff. It's not like he's been asked to turn up in his in his normal gym wear. He's not he got Sondaco shorts on. No, right? he's not. I found some old Paulus Banera stuff from the Lost and Found <laughs> bin. He's, um, yeah, he's obviously a part of it still. I mean, he's not part of the contract, but like we haven't had squad numbers. We assume Dale Gorman will wear eight, but there's a part of me that thinks, I wonder if number eight might get left and Gorman might wear 16 or something. And that kind of like, that's yours. You can have that when it comes back around. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. He did come back too quickly and perform silly levels um, last season at the back end when he didn't have to and probably shouldn't have done, but he did because we needed him. And yeah, I'm glad we're looking after him. Um, Darren Stiles' comment was, we're not able to 
pay his employment, but we can look after him and, and give him the best rehab and sort of training that we can possibly give him. And that's the least we can do. And we want him back. <laughs> I mean, very, very clearly, as we've said before, if we can get Lawson Diath fit, I'd take him for half a season. I absolutely would take him for half a season because um, he, he's good enough to be one of the best in the league. Simple as that. He's also been part of that unit that was successful in Darren Sarves' first season. He's, you know, been part of that group and knows the club. He's been at the club, you know, over a few years. He's been at the club quite a while, hasn't he, really? Over more than one spell. So, um, again, another good person to have around who knows what it's like to play for Oval. And just like you said, with Mark Little and Ruben Reed being around the training ground, you know, someone with that experience, that football league experience is going to be really valuable for a lot of the youth in our team. I, ma- I imagine someone like Charlie Wakefield could learn a boatload off of Lawson Diaz. I mean, Lawson Diaz not exactly old, but no. he's been through so much injury-wise as well. They both had crazy injuries, but they've both obviously can can learn off one another and, and Charlie Wakefield as well. I know a lot of people are excited about Wakefield, me very much included. So I hope that he's taking the opportunity to to learn off a, off a Diaz or whoever it may be at the club just to really give him every shot this year because he could be a really key player. It's like the non-league Jack Wilshire, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> to be fair, the actual Jack Wilshire is available should we want another injury pro midfielder, but that's for another day. Hey. Hey, have you not heard his podcast? I can't say I have. Uh, he did an interview with David Ornstein. Okay. Basically, I think it's his own little bit of PR basically to say he's not, he hasn't had an injury since twenty since the start of 2020 and that was a hernia he sort of and no clubs offered him any deal and he's he was trading with clubs and stuff but it's just a bit he's sort of on a bit of a selling himself because he's got this reputation of being injury prone when he's not had any injuries for quite a while and maybe he's one of the two play football yeah he's only 29 as well he feels like he's been around forever maybe he's one of the two if he's the one that knocks us out of date that's a good effort. There you go. <laughs> There's a prediction. Coatsy, you're quiet over there. I was going to say, I did notice you mentioned about squad numbers and I, I had a look on the on the club website and they do, there are squad numbers there that I can see because I can see Adi Yusuf is 23, Just Daunton 32, Albie Skendy is 18. But I also noticed, which I had noticed before, is Lee Collins is still number four. Yeah. They hadn't changed, they hadn't changed that at all. So, so yeah, right, right too. there aren't many players there. <laughs> well, I, do you know what? Actually, I'm glad. I'm One glad of them's brought... Albie, so <laughs> there ain't many players there. What what squad numbers have, have what squad number have we given Justin Bieber? I uh, can't see him on it. It might be. Uh, has uh, he got any songs? A... Has he got any songs with numbers in? Is that what <laughs> was? Is that what you were teeing us up for, Ben? Like... Uh, no, I'm just, although now I'm thinking maybe we should see if they can play some Justin Bieber songs as they run out tomorrow and as part of the warm-up. Mm. <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? I can see him going for that, yeah. 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 Is it too late to say sorry? Oh, have you just, was that a song? That is a song, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Uh, nice. that's, the only one, that's the only one I know. Speaking Ian of... Ian Perkins, Closet Believer. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of small squads... And trying to get this back to some sort of normality. Here's a segue. Did you has has anybody seen the Kings Lynn team photograph? 
No, I thought you were going to talk about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs then. Um, no, um, no. There ain't many of them. No, no, they have got a small squad as well, haven't they? 7, 8, 9, 10, yeah. 7, 12, 13, 14, they, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, they've signed a couple though, haven't they? They've, they've signed, signed a couple, yeah, a couple of loanies yeah. today, but yeah. that ain't many of them. One no. goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Had a very good game um, at home to South End at the weekend apparently. Paul Jones, ex- Exeter City uh, goalkeeper. I was talking to um, a guy called Greg Plummer who is the reporter for the Lynn News um, when I was trying to get together something for a bit of a preview. We'll hopefully go up online on the website at some point on Friday uh, and he was saying yeah they've had uh, a very busy day they had six uh, debutants against uh, Southend one of whom was a striker Junior Marais who got sent off for stamping on a Southend player so he's out for three matches so he won't be playing um, but yeah yeah he did uh, he did say that they were a very um, they look quite solid against uh, Southend which is probably a good thing because I noticed they conceded 98 goals last season um, finished 21st, which would have put them down um, in any other season, but but last season. So, yeah, I think there might be a different um, side to the one that um, played against us at the towards the back end of last season. Have they still got their striker? Who, the striker who scored against us in the opening game last year? Marriott. Yeah. Jack, Adam Marriott. No, he no. went to Eastleigh and now he's at Barnet. So, yeah. No. He um he he, he left um, as did uh, well they they haven't had uh, oh so Michael Gash that was the other one yeah. he was a victim of the club's decision to go full time so he obviously has a decent job which we haven't talked about as the overtown place for quite some time but um yeah Michael Gash and Adam Marriott I think for a number of years were their were their firepower um and according to Greg he's hoping that summer signers Junior Moraes who won't be playing and Gold or Mateo will provide plenty of firepower so hmm. down to you Gold <laughs> Gold the kickboxer. Be careful what you yeah, say about exactly. him. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> what are we? Uh, what are we expecting from Kingston? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you... third time I've heard that today? <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you see the game? What what predictions? Is it going to be another two-two? You know chaotic game like last season it's hard to know what to to think Coatsy what do you think is going to well we've been told that we're more controlled and uh, Luke Wilkinson when he was talking to Ben earlier on was saying that that was uh, the way they've been playing in the um, in pre-season and also in pre-season training Uh, and it seems like from speaking to Greg that um, Kings Lynn are also a lot more organised at the back than they were last season. So I'm going to go for a a 1-0 oval. Wait for it to be like 6-3 now or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. But um, So everyone's going to be sat on their 18-yard box just lumping it along to each other then? Is that what we're... Possibly. I don't <laughs> think it's going to be a thriller, let's put it that way. <laughs> what do you think, Ben? Uh, I'm tempted to agree. I'm tempted to agree. I don't think it'll be, I don't think it'll be long ball. Actually, I don't think it'll be long ball. I think it'll be more a case of we pass the ball around the back line for five minutes and then try and make a play forward, probably down one of the wings with Wakefield or Knowles. It'll get broken up because they're quite solid and and defensive-minded. 
they pass it around the back five for a couple of minutes and then they have a go, but when we then block them. So I'm not necessarily going to say it's going to become hoofball. Um, I don't think the way we play through Knowles will suit that. And I think a lot will come from the uh, Staunton and Gorman in midfield. If, if we're to have success in these types of games where teams are going to come and not necessarily shut up shot, but not, not give us much trouble. I don't think a lot will come from creativity from, from Gorman, Knowles, Worthington, whatever the combination is in the middle to how well they can get Wakefield on the ball in any kind of space, how well they can get Knowles on the ball in any kind of space. Can they get beyond a fullback? And then, can we deliver? Can we have that final touch? Can Quigley find the net? Can Yusuf get on his quest to getting 20 goals, as Darren Sahl alluded that he can do this year? Can Sonny Blue Low Everton just produce that James Tilly magic? Can he produce something just to unlock a half a yard of space and fire a shot off or something like that? I, I think it'll be scrappy. I think it'll be either an error or a worldie that, that uh, separates the side. Um, we all know that it'll probably come from Tom Knowles. Um, 74th minute winner Tom Knowles cuts in top bins as the cool kids say Thatcherstan goes wild what about you, there you go. what do you think yeah, where, where do we we, we might as well not bother going did we yeah, we've heard it all we, there I also think it's, it's a good job that it's not our job to sell tickets <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to pass it around the back <laughs> Yeah. What do you think then, Ian? What are you what get get, Hard get to... more Barrett? Be more Dyson. <laughs> be Nigel Dyson. Give us your positivity. It's hard to disagree with that though. Like I don't you know, we've had however many weeks off, haven't played any football for a while. Even when we were playing, we didn't really know how we were gonna you know, we were struggling on the attacking side of things. Um Yeah. So I think we're gonna win five nil. It's all gonna come it's all going to come. What's happened? Yeah, you, you... injuries. I thought oh, about yes, it. I sorry. thought about the injuries. Yeah, Reed, Reed was going to get that sixth. Oh, um, so who so... gets the first five? Uh, Tom Knowles. Don't fall in love with footballers. All okay. five. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think maybe there's a chance Wilkinson gets one. You know, I mentioned yeah. it to him again today that he uh, he scored against Kingsland last time around. I, I I feel like it might be a set piece sort of in game where we give away scrappy free kicks at the left back, right back areas. They give away scrappy free kicks, lots of corners, lots of whipped in. Yeah. I might have, I might have a, a thought about Wilkinson nodding one home. Well, we know we're going to concede fouls, don't we? So there's going to be lots of that. So if you're going to put money on anything, I'd go for yellows. Well, that was something that um, Darren Sal alluded to today, actually, that he said Hartlepool went up last year with the worst um, record in the league in terms of yellow cards last year. And he said, one thing that you aren't going to get any that's any different from us is our combative style, our aggressive style. We're going to be in and at them. We are going to see yellow cards. We are going to see um, big challenges and people being given free reign to take one for the team on occasions if needs be, I think. So, yeah, I think we will probably see a scrappiness to it that maybe does result in a few yellows, but no reds, please. So I tell you something that I do think we're going to uh, hear um, or, yeah, we're going to see or hear on Saturday. And I think I've worked out what Alex Bradley has been up to uh, during his, uh, his time out, because I don't know if you've seen this, but he's written a tweet with a chant for Dale Gorman. Do you want me, you want me to read it out? Yeah, I'm not going to sing it. I don't, I want, you to, I, I don't yeah. want you to read it out. No. 
You don't. I want you, I, I, I want you to belt it. I want you to. Oh, you want me to belt it? Lungs. I don't really know what the what the what yeah. the tune is. I want you to Im- interpret the rhythm of this chant and how it's been <laughs> typed out. Right. Well, I, I, I've, I've kind of I've got it until the last line. So shall I? Shall I? Shall I? <laughs> shall I go with it? I think you should. <laughs> okay. He pings it to the left. He pings it to the right. His name is Dale Gorman. He's effing dynamite. He comes from Donegal and he wears a magic hat. And when he gets the ball, he starts off the attack. And then it goes, oh, super Dale Gorman. <laughs> I don't really get it when it finishes at the end there. Yeah, he's mixed. they've mixed up the chance a bit, haven't they? He's mixed a few. But he's, he's, he's put hashtag Gorman chant, which I imagine is a very well-used hashtag. Yeah. Um, and then I noticed that Tom Knowles had uh, replied to say, if only they knew how much time you put into coming up with that. <laughs> so I'm going to say that Alex Bradley has had a quiet couple of weeks and if that's what he's he's come up with. But um, also long, a bit of isolation. He's not had anything yeah. else to do. Long, exactly. co- long COVID is... Uh... <laughs> yeah. But if he's not played on Saturday, maybe he can come into the Thatcher's end and he can start that one off. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't get the... Ch- I don't... Uh, do you it's think it's yeah? He wears magic Rusty slades. Do you not think it's um? Has anyone seen the um chant from the English Barmy Army cricketers when Mitchell Johnson was bowling? He bowls to the left. He bowls to the so he pings it to the left. He pings it to the right. His name is Dale Gorman. He's in dynamite. That one. Oh, yeah, super, he super comes from and he wears a magic hat. And when he gets the ball, he starts <laughs> the attack. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I appreciate up. the effort. We, we've got, you've got to appreciate the effort from Alex Bradley there, though. Yeah, thanks, like Alex. thanks, Alex. I wonder if he's worked on his own chant. Yeah. Walking yeah. in a Bradley Wonderland. <laughs> You're saying that needs improvement. There's oh, not. Wow. There's, there's not enough of those chants anymore. Is there? We used to. Maybe. Maybe I'm having like just memory. What was the one? I remember there was. Uh, wasn't there one about Carl Olford to the tune of Kumbaya? Carl Olford, my, my lord. Lord. Yeah. Carl Olford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh lord, Carl Olford. <laughs> <laughs> you really thought about that one. Oh, fantastic. Can I, can you... I tell you my favourite Carl Olford chant? <laughs> Please yeah. do. It you, was... to, you can't tell it. You have to sing it. Well, I have to sing it because it was uh, it was uh, to the tune of Abba's thank, um, thank You for the Music. Was, <laughs> thank you for Carl Olford, the balls he's winning. Thanks for all his tireless running. <laughs> Who can live without him? I ask in all honesty. Not YTFC without his shots and his head is what are we? So I said, thank you for Carl Olford for giving him to me. Whoever watched Carl Olford and saw Tireless running, I don't think was watching that. I think you've made that one up. No, no, that's not mine. I do remember it, though. It sticks in my mind. I remember, and hopefully maybe these people are listeners and will say that was us, but I remember going to a reserve game when we used to have reserves and there were these people trying to start an alternative Kevin Gould chant. Um, to the tune of Agadu. <laughs> it was Kevin, go, 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 will you score a goal for me? Kevin, go, 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 will you score a goal for me? With your left, with your right, with your head and with your knee. Kevin, go, 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 will you score a goal for me? 
which I always thought was pretty good, but we sort of just stuck with the, give we go, give we go, go. Uh, there we go. <laughs> there you go, right in, folks. If there you've got you go. a better if chart that, than if that was than, you than any of those, we want to hear it. Ben, I feel we've like you're not totally trials. you're not totally engaged with the the <laughs> chance. Uh, no, I, I, I this is how much I miss the away end. Yeah, this is how much I miss. I don't know. I like. I, I really want to be in that Thatcher stand on Saturday. I really want to be in an away end sometime soon. I mean, I've only been to one game during that whole crazy lockdown period, and obviously there was no fans there. And I was I was in the media box. I'm trying to think of the last time I went as a fan and just had a couple of ciders and just chilled out in the away end. And I cannot think that far back. And I'm just sat here listening to you two go on now thinking, God, I miss it. I really, really do. So if you are lucky enough to go, if you are going to be one of the guys uh, and girls at, at Hewish Park, just just try and take it in because we shouldn't ever take it for granted. We really shouldn't. And if you are anywhere near Ben, you'll know it because you'll just hear him shout, second ball, Yeovil. <laughs> that, is, that is Ben's catchphrase. Second ball, Yeovil. <laughs> well, let's have it. Who wants it? No, that's yours. Yours was who wants it. Once During those rough Darren Way years, who wants it? It was a fair What's question. It? it was no a fair very question. fair question. No, no one, one never got it. the answer to. <laughs> no one wanted it. No one wanted it then. I think Sessi wanted it sometimes, um, but no one else did. Um, we should probably talk about the sad news as well that's come out of the, the club this week and uh, club legend Stuart Housley sadly passing away. Um, I think pretty much everyone at the football club has at some point, even as fans, we've all sort of had some sort of interaction with Stu. And I think I don't think you can underestimate his influence on teams that when we've been successful, um, all the the video footage and all that sort of stuff all came off the back of Stu wanting to do it and the the effort that he went into to capture so much stuff that we now can enjoy um and obviously all the players totally adored him and bought into it and it's just sad that we've lost a club legend but what a legend he was as well we uh we, t- we, t- we talked last week about the hall of fame didn't we jokingly as a as a thing for a future bar well there's your there's your first ballot hall of famer right there um like i've i've only had very short dealings with him whilst i was um, lucky enough to be on the, at the club for a couple of occasions and he always always had a lot of time just to help anybody he didn't really need to know them but if you had a Yeovil Town badge on your on your coat or your jacket you were you were a mate and yeah that's 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 another one where we just have to just uh, yeah it's tough to tough to be okay with at the moment it's just a rough rough patch for that we wish him his, and his family sort of well to try and get through this and yeah, I'm, I've no idea if there's. I haven't seen anything regarding black armbands and minute silences and stuff. But he is of the caliber of person that absolutely deserves all the respect in the world. Because, like you say, he's probably done it all at that club. He's played. He's been the kit man. He's done everything. He's put the cones out. He's picked the camera up. He's done everything in between and all the top jobs as well. So yeah, m- massive, massive loss. And to see lots of people telling their stories and and sending their well wishes has been you know, heartwarming, if if sad as well, this week. 
Yeah, I noticed there was, uh, like you say, a lot of tributes that there were, but one that I did stick out to me was from Chris Wheel, um, who said, uh, thanks for all the advice and coaching over the years. From the Green Machine, if anyone remembers, that was the old uh, like soccer schools that there were back in the day, which obviously Chris Wheel remembered. From the Green Machine as a kid to first team success, you were there all the way, he said. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's the thing, isn't it? Like you said, he's been there for so long. I remember him there. As, he was youth team coach, and then he's, probably done everything in the backroom uh, role. Um, and I think uh, when we had Jimmer on, he was talking about it, wasn't he? And he said Stewie was uh, Yeovil's very own Del Boy, didn't he? He said anything the players wanted, he yeah. could get it for them. So, uh, and I think he told us a story. We have to go back and listen to it, but I'm sure he told us a story about him turning up with a ladder or something like that, didn't he? I can't remember. But, um, but yeah. yeah, someone needed to get in the back of their, <laughs> in their house, didn't they? Yeah, the window so was open. Literally, could do everything. <laughs> yeah, and then all for the love of the football club and the people at the football club as well. Not, you know, wasn't doing it because he was just being paid to do this sort of thing. It was just a genuine love of Yeovil Town. So, yeah, sad news, sad news. And um, yeah, like Ben said, we wish his family all the best, and I'm sure there will be a tribute from the club to him on Saturday. Um, yeah. Here, here. Well, on that note, shall we jump off and do the quiz? Yeah, so we'll cut to the quiz. We'll get our reigning quiz champion, Nigel Dyson, back. Um, and then we will reconvene on Monday. Or Sunday. Or Sunday. Sunday for Monday, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back to back games. It's going to come thick and fast. What a way to start. Two games in 72 hours. Yeah. I have a, I have a trip to Aldershot lined up as well. So the motor's not quite running yet, but it will be soon. <laughs> What's wrong with it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a problem. <laughs> right. Cheers, chaps. Thank you all. Cheers. Okay, so it's quiz time. It's been a long time since we've uh, had a chance uh, to speak with our reigning quiz champion, Nigel Dyson, as he introduced himself last week. So, Nigel, welcome back. Thank you very much. Good to be back. And the challenger tonight is a certain Yeovil Town exile known to those of you on social media as Matt Crivelli. Hello, Matt. Hello. Glad to be here. Yeah. Well, before we get started, actually, Matt, I just wanted to ask you, because um, you were possibly the sole Yeovaltown representative <laughs> at, the, uh, at the Lee Collins Memorial match at Congleton Town. Uh, was it last Sunday? Yes, last Sunday afternoon, yeah. Last Sunday Absolutely. afternoon. So just tell us a bit about what, what was it like? Did, did you see any other Yeovil uh, uh, representation there? Well, I did. I did see one other, but that was because I um, I went to the match with him. That's um, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Tim Ray, who right. some people might know. Tim, um, we we both live in in the Midlands, um, and just thought it'd be a lovely thing to do. Um, so we we travelled uh, travelled over on Sunday afternoon, and I have to say it was a wonderful day. Uh, even the weather behaved itself. It was <laughs> you know forecast to be a bit drizzly, but it didn't. It was scorching hot at times. Um, Fantastic. Congleton's a lovely club. Never been there before, but it's a lovely little club. Um, they probably had about three or possibly three or four hundred people there, which was great to see. Um, Lee's family were there. As soon as they clocked my uh, my shirt, I was wearing the home shirt from last year. 
um, and uh, they, there was a big smile on the face. I had a bit of a, a brief chat with them, and, and I have to say they, they all said they couldn't praise the club, the Oval Town, um, enough as to how they supportive they've been throughout the whole time. Um, they really had nothing but great words to say about everyone at the club, Darren, Scott, everyone at the club. They, they said they've been so supportive. The match was just one of those uh, lovely sort of fun charity matches. Um, Congleton, who had, who had played a league game away in uh, Bootle, I think it was, the day before. Um, uh, and it was their team against uh, Port Vale All-Star. So, um, yeah. Uh, Dicko, was... Dicko turned out for them, didn't Dicko he? Did I see Chris Dagnall and Adam yes. Smith was on there as well? Yeah, he? he was, yeah. Uh, Mark Richards, I think, was there as well. Ah, um, of course, yeah. Grabbed, grabbed a quick word right at the end after the final whistle with Dicko. Um, I was stood at the front of the stand and he came over and smiled and I thought he was going to say, uh, lovely to see you. And what he actually said was, uh, there was a wheelie bin next to me and he said, do you mind just opening the bin? And he had a load of water. <laughs> he had a load of empty water bottles to put in. Well, that was all right. I didn't, <laughs> no, to be fair to you, he didn't, he didn't shook me hand and went, it's lovely to see you, you know, great to see you and all that. So, um, uh, playing your yeah, part then, Matt. Playing absolutely. Your part. <laughs> it was, um, I think it was five all in the end was the score. Right, um, okay. And um, Amelia Lee's eldest daughter scored a hat trick, which was great. They got her on oh, in the second half and brilliant. she had a penalty. It, it was just wonderful. They, uh, they had a raffle for a, a signed Port Vale shirt, so that raised a bit. And in the end, um, uh, 13 grand they raised. Yeah, I saw which, that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Just a, a mammoth effort. effort. It's really, really good to see. It was a great yeah. day. Brilliant. Well, thank you for being there, representing us all. And uh, yeah, and thanks for, uh, for yeah, telling yeah, us yeah. about it. Right. Well, that's a pleasantries out of the way. So now let's get down to business, shall we? So, uh, Matt, I'll, uh, I'll just uh, explain the game because it's been a while since any of us have played it. So Nigel might have even uh, be a little bit rusty after <laughs> a, 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 good, a few weeks off. So the name of the game is Yeovil Town, Who Am I? So what I'm going to do is I've got the history, the playing histories of three ex-Yeovil Town players, which I'm going, which I've written and I'm going to read out to you. So um, I will go paragraph by paragraph. And uh, if you shout out an incorrect answer, you will have to wait until the end of the next paragraph. Uh, and then I will call you back into the game. Uh, so the winner is obviously the, the first one to two, because there's only three of them. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll get started. So Matt, you, you're all right with that? You got all that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I understand the rules. Nigel, ready to go? Yeah, already ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> ready as you'll ever be. Right. OK, let's go with the first one then. Ian, uh, put yourself on mute. You're not allowed to shout out this one. <laughs> OK, so I was born in Southwark in South London in 1981. And I began my footballing career at West Ham United, entering the youth setup at Upton Park as an 18-year-old. I was actually part of the Hammers FA Youth Cup winning side in 1999, a team that included a certain Michael Carrick and saw us win 9-0 against Coventry City in the final. Despite this success, I was unable to break into the first team at West Ham. And in October 1999, I had a four-game loan spell at AFC Bournemouth before in July 2001, I was sold to QPR. I quickly established myself in the side under Ian Holloway with the R's playing at League One level. And in my third season in 2002-03, I helped the side to the League One playoff final against Cardiff City. I was an unused substitute in that game and we lost to an extra time goal, uh, but went one better the following season and went up automatically as runners up. Even though I played 38 times that season, I was released from Loftus Road at the end of the season and ended up joining Grimsby Town on a short-term contract. 
Russell Slade made me the mainstay of his defence, and I was on the wrong end of a defeat to Yeovil Town at Hewish Park in December 2004 before avenging the defeat with a victory at Grimsby in the return fixture in February 2005. Not a bad achievement, considering Gary Johnson's men went on to lift the League Two title that season. So I'd made 34 appearances for Grimsby that year, but opted for a higher division, Oldham Athletic. Uh, Terrell Forbes is the right oh, answer. Of course. So that's 1-0. 1-0 to the reigning champion. Okay. I, I never even... I rarely ever get to the oval bits of these, do I? <laughs> okay. So number two. So this is it, Matt. This is... Uh, presses on now. If he gets this one, he's one. We'll give you the third oh. one if he does, but... Okay. <laughs> so, born in Wapping in South London in 1988, I began my career close to home at Charlton Athletic, where it's actually called up for Republic of Ireland's under-17 side. Despite three years in the academy at the Valley, I didn't make a first-team appearance and ended up joining Conference Southside Fisher Athletic in November 2007. I impressed in my one season there, winning the club's player of the young player of the year and attracted attention from Premier League and Championship side for my performances. I had trials for Fulham and Nottingham Forest, but eventually joined Yeovil in June 2008, signed by Russell Slade, who'd been tracking me at Fisher. I was one of three Fisher players who joined that summer. I'll not mention the other two because that might give it away. But I <laughs> I came on. <laughs> I knew you were waiting for that. Uh, I came on as an 86-minute substitute in an opening day draw at uh, Walsall uh, in August 2008. And I went on to make 30 appearances in the heart of midfield that season, despite the departure of Slade in February 2009. I scored three times that season, including a 30-yarder in a 2-1 defeat at Huddersfield and the opening goal in Kieran a... Kieran Murta. Oh, he did. He's got it. Kieran Murta it is. That was you, ah. Matt, wasn't it? Do you know it was the Huddersfield one? I was there. I was going to say, an, I thought that 30-yarder was... Absolute absolute world, right. It was an yeah. absolute world. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that makes it interesting. Then one all, one all. Right. Okay. So we've got the decider now. Okay. Uh, right. I was born in Bordeaux, France, a bit more cosmopolitan than South London, but there we go. Born in Bordeaux, France in November 1995. I joined the youth setup at my hometown team, um, uh, having, as a, sorry, I joined the youth setup in my hometown team, having, played in the lower leagues of French football. I was 20 years old when I broke into the Bordeaux side and uh, was a regular in the club's B team, eventually getting into the first team for a Europa League group stage match against Maccabi Tel Aviv. I made my League One debut, League One, I have to say that in a French accent, don't I, for Bordeaux <laughs> at, uh, as a substitute uh, in a 3-1 away win at Nice, coming on as a substitute for the final nine minutes. That was as close as I got to the top flight of French football, although I did play 16 times for Paris Saint-Germain's B team uh, in the 2015-16 season before making a move to England where I was given a trial at Barnsley. I impressed enough to earn a two-year contract but made three substitute appearances at the start of the 2016-17 season before I suffered a cruciate ligament injury which ruled me out for the rest of that campaign. The following year, I joined Blackpool for an undisclosed fee. I made 27 appearances for them in League One before being released in May 2017. That's where Darren Waits... Johan Arquin? Not Johan Arquin. Oh, 
So that, that puts you out until I call you oh, back no, in, man. Too old, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that was where Darren Way snapped me up on a one-year contract with an option for a second year. Um, speaking at the time, Darren said that the club was very lucky to make my signing, considering my CV. Perhaps he didn't see B after my appearances at Bordeaux and Paris Saint-Germain. Okay, Matt, you're back in. However, he was right in saying I was a box-to-box central midfield player. and I was key to a great start in the 2018-19 League 2 season with my first and ultimately only goal for Yeovil coming in a 2-0 win over Stevenage in late August. My form for Yeovil... Uh, actually saw me called up for Benin for an African Nations Cup qualifier in October 2018, where I scored the only goal in a win over Algeria. I'm nearly at the end here, lads, so you're going to you're gonna have to... <laughs> we never got to the end yet. I played 37 times in the season, which ultimately saw Yeovil drop out of the football league, including 90 minutes in that two-all draw at Northampton, which sealed our fate. But... Despite that form, I was still called up in the Benin team for the African Nations Cup, playing four times against Ghana, Morocco, Senegal and the Ivory Coast. Following the disappointment of relegation from Yeovil, I returned to France to join League Two side Valenciennes, where I remain today. Now, I've never got to the end of one of these without someone shouting out the... Have, uh, you, have you got a tiebreaker? I can't remember his name. <laughs> Oh, no. I haven't got a tiebreaker. I, I didn't think I'd need one. <laughs> okay. I, I know. Oh, no. I'm trying to getting... run through the team at the start of that season. Yeah. Oh, I bet he played oh. in that 4 0 game at Notts County, didn't he? He did play in that mid. So, so uh, let me see if I can oh. give you some clues. So, um, he has an apostrophe in his surname. Yeah, he has an apostrophe in his surname. That's Almeida. There we go. Ceci Delmeida, it was. Uh, <laughs> the we that gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Blimey, well that was... Uh, that, I, I was wondering what I was going to do then. I'm going to have to make sure that I, uh, I have a tiebreaker for the, for the next one. Well, well, there we go. That one ran long. So, uh, <laughs> Matt, we thank you for your, uh, your appearance on the Glover's Cast Quiz. Thank you. I'm happy just to get the one, to be honest. <laughs> there you go. Well, you did, you did well to get there. It was a good take, one. Uh, to take Nigel you. to the... Um, yeah, uh, to well the done, Nigel. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. OK, well, if well, there's yeah. anyone else out there that thinks they've got what it takes to take Nigel on, drop us a line and let us know and we'll, um, we'll get you on uh, for the next quiz. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 